and welcome back to another edition of On the Board Sports. I'm your host, Will Trucci, a.k.a. Will C, and you're in the place to be. And joined via the phone is my co-host, the one and only Sean Thomas. Sean, how you doing? Well, happy Friday, sir. I'm doing pretty, pretty well. Um, I'm sweating out my hair, but I'll be all right. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I was sweating on earlier, too, over at LaGuardia Airport, but I'm here right now in Midtown Manhattan at the wonderful Gotham Podcast Studios, joined by our wonderful producer right now and owner of Gotham Podcast Studios, Brianna Peters. So Brianna is doing awesome with a capital A. Hi, Brianna. <laughs> she is saying hello back. I miss you guys. I, I Trust me. I miss you guys. Believe me. I We all miss you here, man. We all miss you here 100% without a doubt. But we have a very special guest with us. Joining us from Bowling for Peace is the one and only Haran Hargrove. Haran, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, man. Uh, nice to finally be here. You know, we were supposed to uh, link up uh, last week, so sorry to those who uh, expected me, but um, I'm here. Happy to be here. Awesome, man. <clears throat> awesome. So before we go on talking about basketball, mm-hmm. Haran, I want to know how you got into basketball and how you fell in love with the game because it's kind of sort of an interesting story from what you were telling me before. Yeah. So... The floor is all yours. I'll let you speak. Well, my basketball playing days started when I was uh, three years old. I know people say that when they're really, really young, but um, I started when I was a, a little little boy. My mother used to run basketball tournaments uh, back out in Queens in St. Albans Park, and um, she used to have like Anthony Mason, God rest his soul, Mark Jackson, a lot of those uh, NBA players at the time from Queens and stuff played in her tournament, and um, you know, so I was always around the game. Um, you know, my mom put the ball in my hand and I, I, I've never put it down. You know what I mean? It it got me through, you know, even, you know, elementary school, uh, junior high school, high school, you know, I always set goals and then eventually got me a division one scholarship to play at the university of Sacramento state, you know? So, uh, that was a blessing. And, um, you know, so basketball has definitely, you know, uh, led me to be, do a lot of things that I probably couldn't afford to do other than if I didn't play the game of uh, basketball. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you talk about playing at Sacramento State and you yeah. talk about the high school game. I always like to hear it from different professionals mm-hmm. and different players at all, whoever plays sports, whether it be hockey, baseball, basketball, and football. Is the speed of the game much different from, like, let's say you go to the park to going <laughs> out and – playing at a high school game and then playing in a D1 game? Oh, man. The the, the difference in levels is uh, completely different. Like, um, from playing, like, in a in, in street ball or in a park or something like that, the game is so much more elevated playing in, in, in Division One or even uh, in, in a pro setting. So, like, you know, it's really levels to it, you know. So, um, you know, growing up playing in, in local little tournaments and stuff like that, uh, it's cool, but even going and going away and playing AAU, like you know, it's different. So like, when I was in high school, we played. You know, I played in the public school mm-hmm. uh, system, the P uh, P uh, P S A L. Um, I played in that. But even when we went to like on Christmas break, we went to Norfolk, Virginia, and played like Allen Iverson's old high school. Right. Those dudes were so much bigger and stronger out there in VA. It was a uh, it was a different level to it. You know, um, you my my coach, God rest his soul. Uh, Charles Granby, he was the one in his coaching uh, PSAL history until uh, Ron Aclario from Cardoza just recently yes. took over. Legend. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, shout out to both of them. And, um, 
you know, uh, you know, people like that, Coach Granby, who uh, helped me become a man. You know, uh, you can't you can't get that nowhere else. But um, different levels to to the game of basketball. Uh, definitely, you can you can tell by where you're at, mm-hmm. who you're playing against, and what levels you're actually doing it on. But um, in high school, it was different levels. Um, college definitely because I came from junior college, so from I had to make that transition from junior college to playing Division One. I. I remember. When, when I played against UCLA, um, and I was doing all my things against these other lower tier Division One schools, and then I played against UCLA, and it was a world of difference, you know, uh, right. from even from the game plan and uh, them, you know, actually scouting you, you know what I mean, knowing your tendencies and different things, forcing you to your your weak hand or your off, like these are things that you know uh, you didn't really go through, you know what I mean? So I remember playing when I played against them one of the the toughest competitors I played against and still to this day was uh Darren Collison he people probably underestimated him but he was he ran track he was fast he was about my size but his his arms are super long right and um imagine making a move and somebody's right there every single time and then they have like help and it was it was crazy so playing against UCLA uh showed me that you know his levels even when you're playing division one basketball but uh they had a Balamute, then they had a Jordan Farmar, all of those guys at that time. Right. And, uh, those are all NBA level guys that you know I was playing against at the time. Even though I led my team in scoring, it was, you know, it, it's a little bit different. You know what I mean? Yes. So uh, uh, there is levels to to the game of basketball, and it, and what happens is sometimes uh, when you're playing like in street ball and stuff like that, people don't really understand that, you know, you're just playing a play sometimes, you know, at that time. But, you know, it, it's uh, people want to compare you to someone who's playing, you know, who played at a Division three school. And you're like, man, like, you know, only if you knew how much it took to really make it to a Division one school or right. to, uh, you know, even D2, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or even to play professionally. Like it was uh, it was a very very uh different you know so coming back and playing in the streets it was kind of like easy at a at, really to be honest with you you know what i mean because uh it's it's, it's levels to it mm. levels to the game you know and the speed is so much faster you know what i mean like yeah. uh it's so much faster yeah so sorry i was long-winded with that but it's okay hey yeah, that, always yeah. it's always good when, all right. yeah yeah it's always good mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. question um one of the questions that i have for you is can you just talk about how big basketball is in the borough of a, um, a, a Queens? Because uh-huh. I really feel like <laughs> people kind of forget or they don't uh, understand. Oh, yeah. Some they... of the best basketball players that we've seen in the last 10, 15, 20 years have come from a Queens. Yeah, even oh, oh, Autumn, Autumn. Ron Artest, yep. Kenny Anderson, Kenny Smith. So I can't just talk about like how big, big Anthony the Mason. game is yeah. in um, um, uh, Queens. The, the the ball playing in Queens is, is huge, man. Like we we really don't get out. I'll just do like you just named. You named the uh, right. Kenny, Kenny Anderson, uh, uh, Mark Jackson, Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith uh, you know uh, Anthony Mason. You know um, who's, who's the boy? The young boy? Even the young Ron boy. Martin. No, Ron Artest, but the young boy who's on OKC now, who won the dunk contest. Uh, oh, um, oh, um, um, uh, he, uh, he, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do. Yeah, he played with the uh, with um, my AAU team, uh, the running uh, uh, New York City's finest, uh, with, uh, uh, Rob Diaz. He was my coach. 
Um, he uh, he played with him as well too, and uh, dude from Portland, he's from Queens too. Uh, man, dang, uh, he went to St. John's. Uh, Mo, Mo Harkless. Mo, Mo Harkless, yes. So Even Kylo Quinn. Kylo Quinn's from. He went to my high school, uh, Campus Magnet. You know, so uh, before I, the last Division One player to come out of uh, 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 Campus Magnet was me before Kylo Quinn. Right, and um, you know. He uh, before him it was nobody, you right. know what I mean, other than me. You know, mm-hmm. a couple years prior to that, but um, you know, but he he continued and he went to the NBA, so that was a blessing. He's also six nine, you know what I'm saying? So that helped out a lot. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a big guy, especially yeah, yeah. grabbing all those rebounds and yeah, everything like yeah, that. Yeah, he's a beast. But yeah, so so I would say that the, uh, the we are over underlooked, you know, and and probably overlooked a lot of the times too. Um, when it comes to to basketball and actually doing things, Queens period. Like we have a lot of people in Queens who've done some monumental stuff, even in the hip hop game. Like you know, Russell Simmons from Queens, Nas from Queens, Fifty right. Cent Queens. Like right. you know, mm-hmm. even Ja Rule right. Queens. You know what I mean? LL Cool J. Like the list goes on and on. But you know, if you if you talk to people, they never say uh, anything. Yeah, who, who, say that Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith from Queens. Like you know, people. I don't know what happens. I don't know how it. Uh, Nicki Minaj from Queens, like you know, it's uh, yeah. it's it's weird. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm so serious. It's just so weird how people forget about. You know what it is? Even when like when I played ball, like and I co- go to games and say at Dykeman and Rucker and all, I come by myself. Like you know, I go by myself. I don't need a whole entourage. But what happens a lot, like people from uptown Harlem and and the Bronx, they're bringing all their friends with them. So their friends are talking about it more than anything. Right. So and now, especially with like social media. If you didn't put it on social media, it didn't happen, you know, to to the to the public now. But I don't think that it should be like that. Like right. at the end of the day, you know, whoever was there saw, you know, you get buckets and you do what you had to do. Absolutely. But, um, you know, I, I feel like you know I've been fighting for Queens to be on the board, on, on the map for a long time. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, you talk about Queens and you talk about all the names and everything like that that have come through whether it be through the NBA or whether through the hip-hop game. Mm-hmm. Right now, through the high school game, you said you coach kids. I do. From before the show, we were talking off the air. Yeah. Um, do you see this uh, New York City basketball, like, trying to make a comeback here? Well, I know they're doing a lot of different things. Uh, even in New York versus New York, Nike is doing that big campaign with all of the high schools, with you know, from the different uh, top tournaments, mm-hmm. Nike tournaments, like a Gersh Park, like a uh, Dykeman, like a uh, 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 Lincoln Park. They, that raised a lot this year, and that's in Queens, um, Lincoln uh, and West Fourth. So they LP they, fans. Yeah, yeah, yep. So, <laughs> so um, you know. They're doing a lot to bring attention to high school basketball, right? And they're kind of like filtering out the 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 pro division. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yep. Like you know, I remember when I, I won the first tournament of champions back in two thousand and seven when I was like a young pup playing right. with TNP, um, and that was where they took the top uh, the the winners from each tournament and they played in a like a one day tournament, mm-hmm. and um, we wound up winning that uh, TNP. Uh, won that, and uh, so they used to do a lot more for the older guys as well too, who played um, basketball, street ball, and stuff like that. But now they're they're gauging more towards the high school, which is cool because they they are the future as well. And um, so I think that they're putting a lot more attention to the people in um in high school. But overall, it's tough as a as a basketball player. Period. Like you know, what I mean, people don't understand. Like 
the likeliness of making the NBA is very, very slim. It's like zero, 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 zero point one, right. right? You know what I'm saying? Percent. And it's, it's I, I've done the math. You know what I mean? It's 450 uh, players total. That's with a 15 man yeah, roster. Right. Um, and not even counting the 12 that play, and not even counting the D League, not counting, you know, or G League, I'm sorry, and um, overseas. And all, it's a lot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's uh, it can actually. And, you know, the more I've I've grown, I've realized, like, basketball can be a detriment to people as well, too. You know what I'm saying? Not mm-hmm. I'm, And I'm just being honest because, you know, you can have dreams. And a lot of the parents in the AAU, they think that their kids are going to go to the league. And, like, it's league or nothing. And it shouldn't be that way. Right. Like, you you got to have a backup plan. Got to have a backup plan. Or even getting your education paid for. Like myself, you got to. You got to level up and see, like, yo, I got to travel the world. I got to play professional ball in right. Europe and played in China and places that I never would have played if right. I didn't play basketball. I got a free education to go mm-hmm. to, you know, Division One school. And that was, like, my mini NBA when I was in Sacramento. Like, I was flying all over the place. Like, you know what I mean? You kind of have something to, to, to think about. And, um, you know, and when, you know, the more you, 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 you really – you really look back when you when you have a chance and a moment to to settle in. I'm like, yo, I really did that. Some conversation you're having with people that haven't done half of the things that you do, it comes off as you being bolsterous, but you're just talking about your reality and what you've been through. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. So, Ron, um, my next question for you was like, you've had uh, sort of celebrities come and play in these games. Yeah. NBA players come and play in these games. What is the next step? Like, would you like to see like it go to like different uh, cities and different uh, states? What would what would you love for the next step of balling for peace? Balling for peace. So that's exactly what we're going to be doing um, with balling for peace is uh, connecting and going to different states, different cities different countries. We're going to be going all over. I already made a couple of plays with different um, out there in, in California. We actually had, you know, little clinics and stuff that we've done with Venice, Venice Beach. My boy, uh, Nico, he runs the Venice Beach League. So last year during All-Star Weekend, <clears throat> I did a, a, a free basketball clinic with uh, at the at Venice uh, Beach, and I had some people come out. But we're going to be doing the actual games that we do at Bowling for Peace, the basketball, the bowling, and uh, flag football, we're going to be doing those in different states. And um, so we're going to be connecting with people who are already kind of like doing things in uh, different cities as well and kind of collabing and um, making Balling for Peace worldwide, you know. So that is a play. Um, I've been um, meeting with a couple of different organizations and a couple of different uh, uh, potential sponsors and, um, yeah, to make this happen because it, it is tough, you know what I mean? New York could be the home, you know what I mean, the home base like everybody has his own base, like that'd be like the WrestleMania or the, or the Super Bowl or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, we uh, are going to be branching out and going to different uh, cities as well um, before this year is over. So those plays are already in action. So you know, stay tuned for that. What celebrities and what celebrities and what uh, guests have you been like trying to get on? Because I've seen you get guys like Kenneth Reed into yeah. your into into St. Francis College mm-hmm. at, at uh, a couple weeks ago for your tournament. Yeah, yeah. So well, how, it's been a really good reaction to see mm-hmm. you doing this and all that. Uh, my question for you is, like, you know, have you ever been, like, you've, you played D1. Have you ever been starstruck at all by meeting some of these NBA guys? 
Not at all, man. It's like uh, you you can't have that. You know what I mean? And sometimes I don't know if people are looking for a reaction like that. But when you like, I'm myself anywhere I'm at. Like it, it doesn't matter who I'm meeting. Or who, like you know, this is the first time I'm meeting you in person. But this is like literally who I am. You know what I mean? Right. Um, what you see is what you get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're all human beings at the end of the day. That's it. You know, and even with me connecting different people, like some people may have more money and may have, hey, like, you know, may have more money. Yeah. May pe- people may have uh, more more jewelry and all that. But at the end of the day, we're human beings. Like you know what I mean. So none of that matters ever. Like it doesn't matter. Like because we're all, you know, we're all here and we're all gonna be gone one day. And at the end of the day, we're all trying to better ourselves, better our lives, and um, you know, put one another in better positions. So like I, I feel like. If everybody had that same mindset, that thought process, then, you know, the world would be a better place. And that's uh, seriously, like, you know, what I think. Some people think that, um, you know, the, the, the kind of pushback that I get, the only pushback that I get is when people are worried or they're, they're like, what is in it for you? Like, you know, what is in it for me? Right. And at the end of the day, it's like nothing. Like, you know what I mean? But trying to do something good for our community that's really needed and um, and for the world, pretty much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, people said to me, you know... Um, you know, what has changed? I would say what's changed is more eyes and ears or what I've been doing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's the only thing that's changed, you know, and um, where I can come and be on a podcast here and be on a podcast in uh, Hot 97 or, or be, or, you know, on BET or whatever. But at the right. end of the day, I'm going to talk and, and meet with everybody, like, you know, because I'm never going to get too high to, to, to have anyone listen to my story. You know what I mean? And yes. some people... Uh, they get to certain levels and they just forget about all the people who has uh, helped them, you know, uh, grow their um, their empire. You know what I'm saying? So I think if people stop worrying about what's in it for certain people and just uh, go and, and, and help out, if you like it, do it. If you don't, the don't. we the we instead of me mentality. That's a fact. It's always that or we instead of I like, you know what I mean? Right. And, um, some people, they don't know how to to deal with a genuine person and um, mm-hmm. who's someone who's very uh, adamant about this. Cause at the end of the day I can stop. I don't have to do a bowling for peace. I can literally stop like, and just not do it. Like, you know, and now to save a lot of money too, I've left with lint in my pocket and a lot of these events that I put together. Cause you, you're trying to find sponsors, you're trying to find donors, you're trying to find people who, who give money. Like and you're you know doing I mean? this for the love, do it for the love. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I started because of the whole Eric Brown and Mark Mike uh, Gardner situation that happened. It was just a lot of crazy things happening on, on, at that time. You know, the, the police brutality was, like, out of control at that time. And I was like, man, this is weird and whack. Like, what right. can I do to help out? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, my message is peace through sports. So, like, uh, the first event that I had was uh, at Baruch College, 2015, January. And I had Jim Jones, Mac Wiles, you know, Little Mama. All these people came out. Um, to support the uh, the event, and um, at the end of the day, um, you know, it was all to stop, you know, to do something peaceful. And right. I didn't know I was gonna be doing it five years later, but we're here. We do different events. We, you know, we do toy drives. We do back to school supply drives. We, I literally randomly go to different homeless shelters and give my own stuff to these people. And um, you know, at the end of the day, that's uh, you know, whatever I have to give, I will give. You know, and um, yeah. Sometimes to a fault, you know, to, you know, given, but, you know, I'm not naive, you know, but it, when people try to play me, it's just them, like, you know, passing up on their blessing. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's pretty much it. Yep. 
So I know we spoke off the air, and I know you're a fan of the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they didn't have the best season. <laughs> they actually had the worst season that they had. But as we all know, free agency is, you know, pretty much 48 hours from now. Uh-huh. If you had a dream scenario of the guy or two guys that you would like to see on this team, do you think the Knicks should go the free agency route? Or do you think the Knicks should go the route of continuing to bring in young guys and build the team that way? Yo, honestly, man, these the NBA is, is the way it's set up is that they make these players who they are. Like at the end of the day, they these players who you you know you're talking about in free agent, they don't even be the best players in the league. Like and um that's just my honest opinion. Like, you know, it's I I, I really feel that, you know, like Kawhi Leonard should have showed people that. Like, you know what I mean? They they didn't who thought the Raptors was gonna win the NBA championship? Sean Thomas did. Did before when the season started? He picked them. Really? I did. I did. That that that's that's what's up, and that's going on a limb, you know. And at the end of the day, I'm anti Warriors, so like I just I wanted to anybody to beat them, like you know what I mean. I'm I'm anti Warriors. I'm anti teaming up to to win a championship. Like that's I've even uh, as a player, I've always tried to go against the the best teams, and uh, you know, uh, you know, try to win championships because it feels so much better when you do it. Mm-hmm. Like we, I've created like a summer league team that um, you know, that we actually play, you know, in, in tournaments like hoops in the sun and different things. It's called team bang, and we've been um pushing, you know, the anti uh teaming up and doing all this other stuff. So we've been like pushing and, and getting closer and closer. And um, this year I think we'll we'll win a championship with that. But at the end of the day, it's about. You know, you going out there, you putting in the work, and you getting better, and and and, and winning games like the Knicks. Right. Uh, I think that you know they tanked. They, I, I even felt the team that they had last year could at least made the playoffs. You know what I mean? With, from the very start, you know they stopped playing Cantor. They they traded Tim Hardaway and all these other guys. You know, but I, I think if they really pushed, they didn't need Porzingis to win the cha- uh, not to to make the playoffs. But I think from early on they lost a couple of games and this and they started tanking very early on in the season. And it was like like a guy like Trey Burke who I really liked his game. Like, you know, he's a hooper. Like, you know what I mean? Certain players I, I, I think differently of. Like, you know, the NBA way is to, you know, to team up and get a whole bunch of superstars. But how how many how how long has that been working? Like, you know what I mean? That, does that really work? Even with when the Heat did it that first year, it did not work. The Dallas Mavericks beat them with right. Dirk, like you know, Dirk led team. Like right. you, you build your team, and I even feel like when they had Melo, they never put him in a good position to win. Like the only time they put him in a good position to win is when they had Jason Kidd. Melo is great when he plays with a, a real leader at the point guard position. Other than that, he's not gonna produce the way he should. When he had Chauncey Billups, Chauncey Billups, get in that post and play your game. You know what I'm saying? Or pick and pop for the threes. Not just dribbling the ball down the court, shooting whatever you want to shoot. You know, when Jason Kidd played on team at his in his elder age of forty years old, he led them to the Eastern Conference um, semis. Semis, and he also they won the East. I mean, they won the Atlantic. You know what I mean? So, and they were the second best team in in, in the East at that year. You know what I'm saying? Got players like Stoudemire playing, uh, you know, out of his mind at that time, and you know, so it was you got to put the right pieces around your players and to get the best out of them. I feel like if Melo played with a crisp, like 
that what Houston did to him this year was crazy. Like you know what I mean? They they really disrespected that. Man. Well, there was a fra- there was a fraction a uh, uh, friction of. Uh, power with D'Antoni. D'Antoni was the coach for the Knicks. That's a fact. When, I think D'Antoni did that out of spite. When he was when you. he was with the Knicks. Right, right, He right. got him fired. He got him out of in 10 games. That's, you know, that that was pretty much it. You got you got me fired from well, New York. I'm going to get you out of in 10 games. That's Well, uh, um, uh, let me ask um, uh, Haran um, a follow-up. Go ahead. Um, that's, and I agree, you know, Will is the same way. Will loves to build through the draft mm-hmm. and build it the right way. But my next question is, you know, because the Raptors won the championship and because LeBron got hurt, you're starting to hear people saying, is LeBron still the best player uh, <laughs> in the world? Is it Kevin Durant? Is it uh, Kawhi? Who do you think right now is the best player uh, in the world? Well, you know, I... um. I actually saw LeBron play. I saw him play um, when I went to L.A. My my boy, uh, one of my, my good friends and one of my, my guys uh, that I, you know, grew up with, and um, Scott Machado, he had, had his long-awaited return back to the NBA. He had he went the long route. He was with the Warriors back when Mark Jackson and everything was there and the playoffs and stuff, and um, he had a long fight to get back to the league. He went overseas, did his thing you know, took a pay cut to go to the G League the last two years just to get a call-up. And he got his call-up this year, got a 10-day. You know, they had to bring him up. You know what I mean? He was getting 40. He had crazy triple-double numbers and stuff and um, leading leading the uh, the Lakers G League team. And um, they called him up for a 10-day, and I happened to be in L.A. And um, I went to watch them play in March. And I saw LeBron play front row, up close and personal. And I don't like his game. At all. Like, I, I don't like his game. Not one bit, bro. Like, he, he's a stat stuffer. Like, you know, he'll get his numbers at the end of the day, but his body language, his uh, his body language, his uh, his demeanor towards his teammates isn't good. You know what I mean? Somebody do a bad pass or throw the ball. It's like his, his whole aura is just off sometimes. I would feel confused. I wouldn't know how to play with him. Like, you know what I mean? He has players like Rondo, who's a pure point guard, but you're still trying to bring up the ball every possession. Like, I don't understand that. That doesn't make sense to me. Um, you know, he has players like Lance Stevens, who's, who's a creator as well, but you want to make him a spot-up three-point shooter. He's not going to be successful doing that. Um, you know, LeBron, when he's on a team, he literally has to – you have to restructure your whole team to fit his mold, to fit – everything that he wants to do like even with Cleveland he made George Hill a, a three-point shooter when has George Hill ever been a three-point shooter ever like right. you know what I mean mm-hmm. you know a player like J.L. Smith who also creators they babied them and make them just stand in the corner Kevin Love as well like the list goes on and on to what he actually does people say people you know get better with LeBron that's not true at all like they don't get better with him um they may win more because he's just a dominant player and what I mean by dominant, he dominates the ball. He holds on to the ball, you know, and it's it's hard to get in a rhythm playing with LeBron. And if you miss a shot that he gives you, you're liable to get subbed out the game. You know what I mean? You miss a couple of shots, you're off right away. But as a shooter, I know you got to get in rhythm. You got to touch the ball, get a feel for it. You know, unless you're Klay Thompson, he's the only one who doesn't really need to touch the ball at all. But um, at the end of the day, I, I would not want to play with LeBron James, you know, and um, but – 
again, is he a dominant player? Is he going to get his numbers, going to get his stats? If you have the ball 30% of the, uh, or, or uh, you know, say the 48-minute game and you, you, you have the ball in your hands at least 28 minutes of that game, you're going to get you're going to get, you know, uh your numbers. You're going to get those touches and so, you know, I think LeBron is uh he's great in the sense of uh because he has the opportunity to be great. Right. Like, and a mar- and a marketing a marketing thing as well with him and being the best in the NBA, making yeah, it to not, eight straight eight straight NBA finals appearances. I I get I get where you're coming from 100%. Now, <clears throat> Haran, you, you talk about LeBron and you talk about everything like this uh, going on right now. The Lakers wound up getting Anthony Davis and they wound up trading away their young pieces, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and their top, their number four overall pick and a couple of first round draft picks mm-hmm. down the road. With the Lakers, in my mind, if I feel like this is it. This is it. This is all in right now. Yeah. They have to be all in. With Anthony Davis and LeBron, they're yeah. probably going to get a max free agent here. Um, they have three players on their roster right now. Three that, total. That, that's they have crazy. Kuzma. That's crazy. Kuzma. Yeah, they have Kuz, LeBron, and AD. Three players. They have a fifteen-man roster. They have to fill. So they need to get twelve players. I know. It, they, it's 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 a shame. It's a shame that it's got to come to this too. So that they got to fit in. No, no chemistry with anybody. You're going to be going through the same process. I really believe in chemistry. I really believe in, in team right. bonding and right. like, you know, playing together. And that's why the Spurs has always been so good. And that's why like, you know, people always say like, oh man, we need this player. We need that player. No, you need the team that you have to come together. Right. That's what you need. You right. need to trust. Like, you need trust. You need trust. You know, and I, I go back to the Knicks every year. They just do the same thing. And they just like, they flood, they, they get rid of all these players and mm-hmm. they bring in new players. When has that worked? Right. When does it work? Like you know what I mean? You got to build with somebody. You got to make somebody. You got to got to stick with them. New York. Know? New York is a win now market. And speaking of New York and the Knicks and everything like that, Kevin Durant. Yep. Are you a big Kevin Durant fan at all or any in any manner by any chance? When he was in OKC, I I, I loved uh, Kevin Durant. Right. And, and I wanted him to win a championship. Win a championship and beat the Warriors. Right. Like you know what I mean? I wanted him to beat. The Heat, when they had the chance, him, Westbrook, and James Harden, Serge Ibaka, and everything, I wanted them to beat the Heat at that time when the Heat, when LeBron did that nonsense and went uh, and, and went and teamed yes. up for Chris Bosh and all. So I've always been anti, you know, big three teaming up. Besides, the only time I was with the big three is when the Celtics did it with uh, Durant, uh, uh, Paul Pierce, Garnett, and, and, Garnett and Allen. And Allen right. Because they was on the ladders end of their career and they mm-hmm. also got traded there they right. didn't they didn't sign, sign there so um to get back to the question kevin durant i feel like he made the weakest move that a man can make you know in nba history like other than like people compare it to what lebron did is not comparable to what lebron did and i'm not i wasn't a fan of what lebron did but lebron didn't go to the celtics right that was the team that he could not get you know beat so what he did was go to another team and then also the back end of that LeBron story, LeBron was leaving Cleveland anyway because of that whole thing that was going on with his mother and Delonte West and everything. Yes, he felt I that. that. Yeah. He felt like the team knew and no one said anything to mm-hmm. him. You know what I mean? So that's why he left Cleveland. And then the fallout, too, with Dan Gilbert. With Dan, that that as well. So, like, it was a lot more to that to him leaving. Right. He was going to be out anyway. Right. But at the end of the day, he made a new team, right? Right. 
And the Heat wasn't that good. D-Way was injured, his knee and all that other stuff at right, the time. Right, 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 right. So, he, you know, we made a new team. And then what KD did was go to the team that literally just beat him when he was up 3-1 against him. They won 73 games, 73-9, and nine, and beat they, the Bulls record. Right, but they lost. And they, they lost a great NBA Finals. They didn't, you know. Right, they were up 3-1. They were up 3-1. They were up 3-1, right. You know, Cleveland came back and played, you know, had to play perfect ball. Like, they played team ball as well. Yeah. So, and then you go to that team. So, I wasn't a fan of that move. Now, you talk about the past here. Yeah. You, I'm sorry. It, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's okay. I, I get it. I, I would be the same way, too. Yeah. I would totally be the same way, too. Yeah. Where do you see KD signing? Um, If I was KD, I would have opted back in for that one year just to get my, my get my body right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would have had the Warriors pay for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they made me, you know, literally go out on a limb. And, and, and I got, you know, and kind of felt, made me force myself back onto the court. Right. Um, I would have made them pay for that. And what I mean by pay for that is sit out a whole season, get right, and just chill. Because no matter what, he's still going to get that max when he when he's back and ready. Right. But for a team, I I wouldn't want the Knicks to take him right now. I right. wouldn't want them to pick him up right now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want Brooklyn to pick him up right now. Because a ruptured Achilles? Yeah. Who came, who's ever come back from that? Right. Boogie Cousins, Cousins look awful. Kobe Let's did Kobe, too. Kobe looked insane. But, and Kobe was, what, 34, 35? Right. That's a t- I remember with Sean Leonard. He, that ended his career. He right. was a great three-point shooter for Denver and all these other teams. You know, I, I know the game. You know what I mean? I know the sport. Like, who – name one person who's ever come back from a, a ruptured Achilles and was even close to wh- who they was. And history of sports. Not not a lot. Maybe, one. Not, name not one. Even, I can't. I Maybe – I mean, people bring up Isaiah Thomas from, yeah, he, from the – That he was, was at the end of his career, and, though. And he in that he, couldn't come back. Right. Yeah, he finished. Right. That was so like KD say he comes, he misses a year, he's 32. He misses a year, 33, come back 34, still trying to play through it. What are we really talking about? Yeah. So I don't I don't I think people should kind of like not even think about KD right now. Right. You know but, what I mean? But where I where do you see him signing after he declined the option? I see him not going back to Golden State. And him probably going to like a, a, a and it I pray he doesn't come to the Knicks right now. I, I don't want the Knicks to be in another situation like that. Right. I don't want them to be in a situation like, you know, with last year with Porzingis and, and, and he's out and you know and I don't want just for the drama of sports, the Knicks need a break from stuff like that. We well, really they're, do. They're, they're the Knicks. They're right by Broadway and Times Square, yeah, the heart we, of everything, you know, need, center need, of the universe. We need a break from the clownery and buffoonery. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. From KD coming back and not being nowhere near the same. 100%. Like, we don't need that. Like, we did that with Amori Stoudemire. We overpaid for him, got one good year out of him. Mm-hmm. You know, we need a fresh start. We need a real superstar. Like, you know, uh, RJ Barrett, I, I think that, you know, we, you know, just let the boy play. You know, maybe put a couple of pieces around him. So I don't think, but I, to get back to the question, KD, I don't, I hope he doesn't come to New York, but um, maybe Brooklyn, maybe Brooklyn. You know, I'm hearing a lot. Team up with Kyrie. Kyrie, I'm hearing Kyrie going there, and that's another move. I think Brooklyn should keep D'Lo. You know, he he he. 
and I do too. Yeah, you don't need Kyrie. Kyrie doesn't work out. He doesn't work on his game either. Like he doesn't. He his body's frail. His body, you know, he. I don't know what he's doing. Right. You know what I mean? But I know he he doesn't work out on his. It doesn't look like he, physically he works out on his game. That, you're gonna continue to have knee injuries and and and, and hurt yourself if you you gotta prepare your body properly. It's 82 games plus playoffs right. plus preseason. Right. Gotta be right. And right. Kyrie doesn't look like he. He's a gym rat, and he needs to be right. That's it, it's totally key there, man. <laughs> it, that is totally key right there. What you just said, you know, I w- I would go with D'Lo, but KD, I, I think he's gonna end up in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, I didn't know. You know, the Warriors. I, I don't know. The Warriors are in a deep situation right now. Yeah, the Warriors, Clay not... Thompson. I don't think. Uh, I think the the Warriors will be all right though. I think they'll pick up. You know, some key pieces, you know, some some people, because they'll want to come and play in that whole atmosphere. They got the new arena coming. Yeah, next and, year. Um, so right. I think they'll they'll pick up, you know, some people, and the Warriors will be fine. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, as far as KD, I really don't I, – I pray that the Knicks don't pick him up. I really don't. You right. know what I mean? And, and it's typical fashion. Like, even if he wanted to come – he got to. He gets hurt right before the end of the season, and now, yeah. and now the Knicks pick him up, and I it's know. like we can't get him regularly with the being the best player in the in the league and just being that dominant player. We don't. We get him on an injury, yeah. a career ending injury. Right. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like who know? And again, the questions of coming back. D Rose hasn't even been able to come back from a tour and a, a, a ACL. Right. He's nowhere near the same player, and that's happened 2011, 2012. Well, you got to also remember, too, with, with injuries like that. Like, when, when an injury like that happens, especially with a guy like even Blake Griffin, for that matter. Yeah. You know. He broke his kneecap. Like. You know, even though he's produced very highly mm-hmm. at that time, you know, he's just not the same player. Not the same. You know. but Not max dollar player. Right. You know. But they'll, he'll get the max no matter what. He will, and that's the sad thing about the NBA. Because if it was in the NFL, no way. Right. They'll be getting no at least like a, like half. Half. If it was the NFL, they would. I remember certain things. The NFL is so cutthroat, but sometimes you got to be Every, like Everything's not guaranteed. Yeah, everything's Everything, not guaranteed. Everything's not guaranteed. I remember Dante Culpepper. Remember Dante Culpepper? The, the, uh, yeah. I quarterback Dante. for uh, the Minnesota Vikings at yeah. the time. Yep. He was a beast. He was a, He was a beast. And um, he, I remember he had one injury, and they like cut him. And I'm like, yo, this dude was like just getting you to the playoffs, and it's all about trying to. It's all about money. That's what was, it comes down to. Then he was done. Right. That's what it all comes down to. That's what it all comes down to. Haran, how do the people follow you on social media? How? Uh, so you want me to give my social? Yeah, please. Uh, okay. So my because uh, we live in a very tech world now yeah yeah where people want to connect so. so my my uh my personal instagram is h2o the letter o not zero five h2o five water five um uh, my, uh, my other um ig is balling for peace b-a-l-l-i-n the number four in the word peace h2o basketball peak usa sports and uh h2o music underscore so i'm doing a lot and i kind of like when when i'm branding i like to brand separately you know, um, yeah, you like to build you know, up everything. I, separately. I like to build up everything separately. I just hit uh, 10K organically on Instagram. Mm-hmm. No fake followers. You know, a lot of people pay for followers and do That's this certain BS, thing. By the way. That's it's, BS. It's, 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 it, at the end of the day, if those people aren't really like following you, what's the point in having a number inflated? Like, right. 
doesn't make any sense. So like um not at all. You know, some people I see three hundred and fifty thousand followers and then you got fifteen likes on a post and it some, looks disgusting. Yeah, like, sometimes you can't worry about the followers. Yeah. If you put out the content and content, everything like that, that's what matters the most. That's a fact. You gotta put out the, the right content, you gotta put out the right message. Right. You know what I mean? People will follow. They'll yeah. follow. Yeah. You know the right message. Absolutely. <clears throat> All right. So uh so Ron, this is actually one of the better interviews that we've had so far. So I just I hope it is gonna be the best. Absolutely. The best interview ever. Yes. Yes it will. Yes it will. <laughs> yes. All right. So for everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios, just wanted to give a quick shout out again to Sean for coming on again and talking with the with us via the phone. Sean, I know you're a busy guy and doing everything. You know, so you're you're vital I'm part of I'm never too busy for the show. I'm never too busy for you. And thank you so, so much, bro. Me and Will, we are official supporters of All In for a Peace Man. So thank you for making some uh, time to just come on the show, man. No so doubt, man. You, man. No doubt, man. I, um, you know, I always try to show love to everybody who show love to me. And even people who don't show love to me. You know, I show love to them. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe in uh, love is stronger than hate. You know what I mean? And and you, you'll find that message. You know, to if you live your life like that, then you know you'll be you'll you'll be good. You'll be good. You know, because at the end of the day, you know we 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 move better with love. You know what I'm saying? If somebody's yep. gonna hate on you, you can't make moves like that. You know, it's uh doesn't make sense, honestly. Right. That's a great message right Amen. there. That is a great message right there for everybody that's involved. For everybody here at Gotham Podcast Studios, for Brianna Peters, the wonderful owner of Gotham Podcast Studios, and also controlling the ones and twos today, for Haran Hargrove coming on the show. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. One more message uh, coming up August either 17th or 18th. We're going to do our back-to-school supply drive, um, our flag football edition. It's going to be at Brooklyn Bridge Pair Park. I'm just locking in the uh the the date either the 17th or 18th right now but it will be back at Brooklyn Bridge Pier Park uh where we'll be doing our back to school supply drive. You can go to ballingforpeace.org for more information and um yeah, so that's an exclusive here, you know what I mean? That's so, great. Yeah, we'll have and shout out to the Benefit Games who also does the uh the New York Knicks and New York Rangers charity events for partnering up with us this past uh event. Um they helped out lovely and it was it was amazing. Um they help get a lot of support. But, um, yeah, follow us, and um, thank you guys for having me. No problem. Anytime, Haran. Thank you for Definitely coming bro. on. Yeah. And for everybody here at Gotham, again, cannot thank Brianna Peters enough. Thank you again. Haran, pleasure talking to you, talking about basketball and talking about your balling for peace. It's been absolutely unbelievable, to say the very least. For my co-host, Sean Thomas, who – is calling in via the phone. Thank you, Sean, for calling in again. I'm Will Truch. You're rocking out. We will talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace.